Thank you for listening in. It's time for hijinks to ensue again. You're all such fools, but you are fools until the end. And if you knew Bobby E and decided to do a podcast, well then you would see my life is so damn frustrating and the blue coyote says why claw giggles and tears. Thanks for tuning in to the Hijinks and Sue's Wrestling Podcast today. On today's show, we're going to talk about new champs. We're going to talk about what they say about themselves and others. Former champs. Fantasy lists. And one big change to a roster. So, if that sounds great, you stick around. Hit it, boys. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hijinks and Sue's Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Blue Coyote, and as always, I am joined with my tag team partner for life, H-E-W Peanut, and her old man, Bobby E. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> uh, that was good. I was like, what the fuck? No <laughs> intro music today? <laughs> yeah, I thought it'd be kind of cool to... You know, have some of the things we were going to talk about written down for a change. (laughs) Kind of, instead of scrolling back and forth on my phone and maybe give a little preview. Big things happened in the world of wrestling this week uh, and last week. But there's other more pressing news. That's good coffee. For our fives... And tens. Listening around the world! Let's talk about some... Something a little closer to home. To Texas. Okay. Let's talk about the Snowvid. <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, that was crazy shit. That's why we didn't have a show last week. We, we did release a few episodes there the week before, and then... Bobby and I didn't get to get together. We, we would have loved to have been together. We'd have kept each other warm in the snow, like Luke and a Tauntaun. But it just wasn't going to work out. Nah, I couldn't make it. I couldn't either. <laughs> we couldn't even get out of the driveway. I couldn't either. Uh, Mrs. Coyote couldn't get out of the driveway. Uh, the, the littles were here, driving me up a wall. Whew. Yeah. The best part of my day is when the power would go out around 9, because it was up and down, on and off, and when the power would go out around 9 o'clock, <laughs> we're just sitting around reading, watching a TV show, doing whatever, boiling snow, so we had water. We tried that. Didn't work. Oh, it worked for us. Well, did you read the new conspiracy? We'll get to that in just a second. Oh, okay. But the, the power would go out, all the lights would go out, and I would just... Immediately turn the flashlight on my phone and go, Well, kids, it's time for bed. <laughs> All right. And we just go to bed. And I know one night, went to bed. I was reading some comic books. had a little book light. Mm-hmm. Battery was good on it. So I was able, I didn't have to use my phone. I was trying to conserve my phone in case there was an emergency. But 
I was reading comics. I had a huge stack to get through. I've whittled it down about this much. We'll talk gotcha. about that maybe a little bit. I don't know. And after reading comics for about an hour, everyone's snoring. They're asleep. Mrs. Coyote talking in her sleep about how much she loves me and how awesome I am. As she is wont to do. Power came back on. So. How long were we up? That night, about an hour. Um, whenever it first started, it was really long stretches of time. It would be like nine hours, then we'd get it back for four. And then it would go out for like eight. And then we'd get it back for six. And then it would go out for six. And then we it kind of... Got less and less and less. Um, there are uh, listeners out there, fans and friends of the show, that went out, went without power for 60 plus hours. Hmm. No power, very little water. Of course, the water's cold, but with no power, you're cold too. Right. So it was, it was rough. So you tried boiling snow? Yeah. Didn't work? No. I mean, eventually it did, like a couple of hours later. Yeah, ours went, let's see, first we had, we lost power for a little while. House got to 40 degrees. It was very cold. Then we lost internet, which is when I started to panic. <laughs> uh, then we lost hot water. Then we lost all water. <laughs> then the pipes started busting. Oh, y'all had one, busted. Just one. Y'all had a busted pipe. Yeah. Yeah, we did too, but it was out there, and mm. I had to take this, you know, things got back to normal, but we still didn't have water last weekend. Like, you text this morning, hey, I'm going to text you when I'm on my way. I said, I'm getting in the shower. I might not get your text, because okay. we've still been just with water for less than a week now, so I'm enjoying my shower. Yeah. Nice hot water. But last weekend, we didn't have it, uh, because the, the pipe... In the, in the well house had busted we got it fixed turn it back on and then another pipe in the barn busted um, and we still didn't have water to the house so we're waiting on the well guy to show up tell us do we need a plumber or not all this and that um, of course they're inundated with calls yeah so I'm sitting around waiting and I'm finally calling back hey what's going on oh it'll be the next day or two he's like I already took off work because you said you were coming today and you're not here and I just decided to go look at it myself, and I realized, hey, these two cutoffs, for whatever dumb reason, the person that put it in, the two cutoffs were on the same source. Mm -hmm. So whichever one you cut off was going to cut off the water out there. But anyway, I cut it on and let the water run to the house, and we had water all of a sudden. So now the issue was just keeping that from just going, going, going. So cut it off, capped it. Bob's your uncle, water to the house. Diggity bam. Mrs. Coyote was like, man, you're like a real man, you know, <laughs> doing the pop stuff. Felt good, didn't it? It's the first time she's probably ever said that to you. Not as good as when I laid the pops later. <laughs> I'm saying. I don't get it. When a man and a woman love each other, that love grows so much that a stork visits them and brings a child. Oh, and drops it in the butt? Yep. Got it. Butt babies. Butt babies. All, all right, day. so you mentioned a conspiracy. You know I love conspiracy, so. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you want me to talk again? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, so, like, the snow was fake. The government did it. Like, people are trying to uh, melt the snow, and it's not melting, using their lighters and such devices. Well. Yeah, they're stupid. There's still, you know, things like science. 
Yeah, there is science. Like, you can't pack a snowball into a chunk of ice <laughs> and put a lighter to it, and it's just going to magically... Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Like, I saw that. I hadn't heard the conspiracy that it was all fake. Mm-hmm. Um, I know all the ins and outs of... The rich versus the poor. <laughs> and the... Uh, elected officials who should represent this state and help people and they go on vacations <laughs> like where what i don't know like we'll just throw out a an exotic you know a lot of people go to cancun why don't we throw that out cancun mexico right. perhaps someone went to cancun and they should have been here doing their goddamn job that they were fucking elected to do he yeah. wanted to make sure his daughter would have the best life sit on my way i'll show her a good time um, yeah, and then, so, in conversation about that, I know we try not to go political, but this kind of brought a whole lot of things out with that snow and ice and everything else. But someone who is not well-received within the Democratic Party, one Miss AOC. Do you know who I'm talking about? Nah. Beautiful lady. Alright. Did um, she ask about me? Every time I talk to her. Alright. Uh... At any rate, she is uh, a representative from New York, um, Democrat. Okay. Uh, far left, far left. Um, like, she says things, and I'm like, eh, I don't think so. But, you know, whatever. Difference of opinion doesn't make her a bad person. She actually came to Texas, went down to Houston, and raised, like, $5 million to help people out. Nice. While someone else was drinking... Mai Tais over in Cancun with his kids. Gotcha. So, just saying, you know, you hate this lady because of her political affiliations and she comes to probably the reddest state in the country, still takes care of us. I'd say 100% the reddest in the country. Yeah. For sure. Have you seen the Harry Potter movies? What's what's a Harry Potter? Mm. It, it's just... TV show. Um, you know the gremlins in the bank? Um, Mogwai? I don't know. That's what he looks like. He looks like one of the banking gremlins. Oh, yeah. The goblins? Goblins, gremlins, whatever. I'm not playing D&D, so we don't have to be specific. <laughs> Pacific. That's an ocean, sir. Alright. Let's show them Bobby pictures. It's great for radio. It's great for me. Great for me. Good to know we're on the same page. Page two. Speaking of page two, let's talk about which. two time, two time, two time. WWE champ, The Miz. I didn't think I was going to say that. Ever again. Okay. So at the elimination chamber, Miz cashed in his money in the bank and became the champ. Yeah, that's all he cashed in. I didn't know if he won or not. Mm-hmm. Boo. Somebody boo this man. Not a fan of the Miz? Um. Who'd he beat? McIntyre. Ah. Huh. Whoa. Well, you know, McIntyre was just in an elimination chamber match and fought five other guys. Yeah. 
tired. Eh, oily. I mean, after one of your 27-hour trips to Dallas, mm -hmm. do you really think that you could beat The Miz? Yeah. Really? Oh, definitely. Okay. Uh, no, The Miz, he's alright. Um, as, as a person, he's okay. Uh, he's one of them Californian people. Mm. Uh, his TV show, I liked it, um, Miz and Mrs. with him and his wife. It was a reality show. It's still on. I don't watch anymore. But, uh, whenever I was watching, it was, they had moved to Austin. Mm. And so, I enjoyed the show, but you could definitely tell they were out of place. Gotcha. Um... And, you know, some of the things that they do, the hijinks they get up to, they can because, you know, they have the money to do so. So, some of the problems that they encounter in the show, they're not real problems. Right. No, Didn't no. he get into WWE through a re reality TV show? Yes. He was on uh, The Real World. Okay. And then I think he did Real World Road Rules. Um, but, he did grow up a fan. He was actually a fan of the business. He wasn't just trying to get in to be famous um it just he he used his previous experience on a reality show to get on another reality show tough enough he was on wwe tough enough and proved that you know he wanted to be there um uh, i mean his character can be an asshole right and this that and the other but uh has he, he always been a heel not always he He's one of those guys that's really good at being a heel. A lot of times, you're better at being like the opposite of what you are. Gotcha. A lot of times. Um, you're either better at being the opposite of what you are, or you're being yourself, but the dial's turned up to 10, which we'll talk to about that in just a second. But the uh, <coughs> the point is, he's actually a pretty nice guy, so he, he makes a really good heel. Well, after his wife gave birth to his first daughter, on Instagram, he started posting all the baby pictures, and then everyone's like, oh, you know... We love, we love you and your wife and your baby. And so the fans made him a face. It wasn't creative. Nice. So that was kind of kind of cool for him. But uh, in trying to retain his heel persona, he, I believe it was TMZ, he, he told him, I guess gave an interview about being the new champ, and he they asked him about some of his favorite wrestlers, and he said that he was his... <laughs> That he like put himself on the same level <laughs> as like Hogan and uh, The Rock. Hmm. Um, he said basically he's like the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. <laughs> so it was like Hogan, Undertaker, him, and then Ric Flair, Stone Cold, and The Rock could wrestle a three way match to find out who was going to be the next or the last person. Hmm. But he put himself way up there, and uh, I guess because he's now won this title twice. He's won the Intercontinental Belt twice. He's had both tag titles twice. Uh, he's like a, a Grand Slam, Triple Crown, whatever you want to call it, champion. Okay. Twice. Sweet. And I think he is the first to actually do that. Oh, well. So, good on him for it. Uh, a lot of people want to see him and, and AEW's MJF. They're kind of similar in character. I think MJF's a better heel because he really carries it out in life. Michael J. Fox? Yes. Yeah. That'd be a cool match. I'd watch it. Be a little shaky. Ouch. Uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. He's the one that's like at conventions, a little kid's show for his autograph, and he's like, fuck you, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> nice. I like it. <laughs> the first uh, big autograph signing he did 
Um, you know, they usually charge about 50 bucks to 100 bucks, depending on who it is. And he was charging $500. Holy crap. <laughs> People were paying it. Morons. Booger-eating morons out there. Uh, speaking of the Mrs. list, Bret Hart had a list. I know you want to jump right into that, don't you? Sure. <sighs> Dang Canadians. G'day, mates. Yep. That's how they talk. Uh, let me see if there's a word in here in this quote. Yes, there is, and I will read it as Bret Hart would say it. Okay. But he said, because they asked him about people he'd want to face, and so he kind of gave a list. He says, if John Cena would have come along in, let's say, 1997, it would have been perfect for me. Randy Orton, I would have loved to have worked with him, either face or heel. Rey Mysterio, I think, and I've, I've joked with him a few months ago, and I texted him, and I said, you're the best masked wrestler there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Brock Lesnar, your favorite, says, I've always heard nothing but the greatest things about everyone that ever worked with him. That he's really a total pro. Oh, I'm sorry, I messed up. He's really a total pro. That's how Brett Hart pronounces really. Um, CM Punk, he's probably at the top of my list. Daniel Bryan is, again, another one. Uh, second to none, phenomenal wrestler. I got nothing but respect for him. Drew McIntyre would have been an honor to work with him on any level. I thought that was really cool. Sweet. It was really nice. Um, in other interviews, mm -hmm. Mr. Kenny Omega and John Moxley both have been asked about a possible working relationship between AEW and the WWE. As we've talked about on the show before, AEW has worked with AAA, New Japan Pro Wrestling. They've currently been working with Impact. They've had some stuff going on with uh, NWA, kind of all across the board. So, hey, why not WWE? Now, Mox will say, there's no chance in hell that's ever going to happen. I can't see it. Their talent's stuck up. They're not going to want to work with us. If we did, they'd want to beat us in every match. Da -da 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 -da. Kenny Omega and Tony Khan, the owner, and one of the other uh, EVPs, Cody Rhodes, all three of them really want to work with WWE. They think it'd be pretty cool to do. <clears throat> but when asked, Omega said, it's not going to happen unless Triple H is owner of the WWE. I like that. I do too. So I can't wait for Vince McMahon to die and Triple H to own the company. Yes. And then all the wrestling groups to work together. One ginormous super show. It'd be great. It'd be like a week-long WrestleMania. I like it. All the storylines you could come up with. It'd be awesome. Speaking of storylines, let me pull a quote. The Blue Demon. Do you know the Blue Demon? Nope. He is a legendary luchador from Mexico. He had success in the U.S., but he is, I mean, he's like a living legend. He is like the Ric Flair, the Hulk Hogan of Mexico. Wow. So love him there. He has a new show coming out on Disney Channel. <laughs> it's called Ultraviolet and Blue Demon. It's huh. him and a, a, a young lady uh, being luchadors. And uh, the big headline is the fact that he refused to take his mask off for the executives on the show. 
Yep. Well, isn't that like the rule? That is the rule. He he flat out told Disney brass that they could fuck off. <laughs> and the only way he was going to take his mask off is if the CEO defeated him in a hair versus mask match, which was not going to happen. That is a true Mandalorian. So, this is the way. Masks are a part of my religion. Que? <laughs> que? Nacho! <laughs> I've had diarrhea since Easter's. Uh, now we're going to segue from that into another wrestling-related TV show. Have you seen it? I know you haven't. You're going to go, yeah. Have you seen Little Rock? Arkansas? Yep. No. It is good. Sure it is. It's about The Rock when he was a kid. And the premise of the show is that he's running for president in 2032. An actor or former actor on the show, uh, Randall Park, is interviewing him. And the two of them, their chemistry is just hilarious. It's spot on. What's it on? It is on NBC. You can get it on the Peacock app for free. Okay. Uh, but it's only had two episodes. It's really good. Uh, the first one, they kind of start off the interview, and he does a segment when he's really young, living in Hawaii. Then there's another segment, I believe it was whenever he was living in Pennsylvania, and he's a teenager. He's in high school. And then the last segment is when he is in college, and he's playing football for uh, over there in Florida. Right. And they have three different actors to represent him in the three different ages. All of them are, are really good. They've got good timing. Um, there's an actor that plays Rocky Johnson, his dad. Looks just like Rocky Johnson. Um, when they do the Hawaiian stuff in particular, in the first episode, <clears throat> the show's ended. They're uh, going to stop off at his grandmother's house so that he can pick up his paycheck. And... And the, uh, the wife is like, oh, it's going to be a quick trip, right? You know, for because we're going to take Dewey to get some ice cream. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And so they show up, and the guy's like, hey, let's play some cards. And his dad's like, okay, let's play cards. And But it's like Offen Sika, the Wild Samoans, Iron Sheik, Andre the Giant, um, Junkyard Dog, and they're all playing cards. And they're talking about their gimmicks and what's going on around the world and news and other wrestlers. And he's just kind of laying on the floor reading a book, coloring or doing what the kids do. And he says, I don't know why you're getting so upset. It's all fake. And like the whole, it's like, <laughs> it's like a record. <laughs> Scratch, stop, time out, hold the phone. And they all, <laughs> they just look, they look at Rocky Johnson like, that's your kid. And he's like, I didn't raise him that way. <laughs> Andre the Giant goes over and picks him up. And he's holding him up in the air and he goes, he's not fake. You don't use the F word. So then... Fast forward to this week's, this past week's episode. It's when he's in high school. And the funny gimmick about him being in high school is he looked like an adult. Because he was, you know, big and tall and he had a full mustache. And everyone thinks that he's an undercover cop like 21 Jump Street. <laughs> and even the principal was like, hey, how's it going, Dwayne? He's like, what are you talking to me for? And he goes, oh, I forgot. How's it going, Officer Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> And he launches in this whole thing. He's like, what? I'm not a cop. And he's like, I know you can't speak on school ground. Let me know. I'll make a reservation for us at Morton's Steakhouse. And we'll, we'll talk about the case. <laughs> so it was funny there. But uh, 
stuff happens in the show and, and he's kind of on cloud nine. He's feeling good about himself. Well, then this kid really brings it down. He's like, your dad was wrestling in a flea market. My cousin was there. He said there was only 10 people in the audience. I don't know why you get all huffy about all that fake shit. And he just walks over and decks the kid, knocks him out. And he go, and he just leans over and he goes, never use the F word. <laughs> so I, I've, I've really enjoyed the show. It's funny. Uh, like I said, Randall Park doing the interview segments is hilarious. He continuously brings up that he used to be an actor. And I was like, yeah, you, you've mentioned that a time or two. There's another guy who's like The Rock's agent or press agent named Sandy. And every time The Rock will mention that he had stole stuff when he was a teenager because he was trying to impress this girl. So he would steal clothes and shoes and everything. And every time he talks about his past and something dicey comes up because he's running for president, the the management steps in. They're like, we're not supposed to talk about that. Remember? And he's like, it'll be okay, Sandy. And then Randall Park, enters, yeah, Sandy. Someone get this guy out of here. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'll probably watch it again. It's good laughs. Yeah. Last bit of wrestling news before we move on to some other pop culture. Did you hear about the big acquisition in AEW this week? No. The big acquisition? WWE lost one of their legends. Big Show. After 22 years, Big Show has oh, really? left the WWE wow. and he has signed with AEW. Long-term deal, it is where he will retire. That's crazy. Um, he's going to be instrumental on one of their online shows, I think is like an announcer. He's obviously going to be a road agent. He's going to work with some talent, teach them some things. I mean, he's a wealth of knowledge. He's probably not going to wrestle a full schedule. He might do some matches here and there. Probably gimmick matches. I really want to see him versus Marco Stunt. Just chunk that little kid into like the 50th row. <laughs> but if he could get in there and win the title, he would be the first and only person in the world to hold the WCW, WWE, ECW, and AEW belts. Think it'll happen? I'm my fingers crossed. Just as a gimmick? Yeah, just as a, so we can cross that off the resume. and But it was huge news. I mean, my phone blew the fuck up. Hmm. And after that, I'm surprised it took them that long, but the day after, because at first I thought it was all bullshit. Okay. And I did the research and found it to be true. The day after, WWE removed him off of their website. He wasn't even on the, the Legends page. They like have a Where hmm. Are They Now Legends they took him off of that. Uh, I think one of the reasons is Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega both tweeted or Facebook shared that he had that they had a page already dedicated to the big show. And whenever you go to that Facebook page, the website listed on there is his WWE profile. <laughs> so, but they took that off. You got butt hurt. But I was excited. I think it's really cool. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, he's just following where the money is. Well, that sounds like smart business to me. Yeah. Let's follow the money. Spider-Man now has a title to the third movie. Okay. Spider-Man No Way Home. Hmm. Okay. I'm excited. I was going to say, you were previously excited. Now you're just kind of lackadaisical. That's the, that's the vocabulary word of the day. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm excited. I keep getting conflicting stories on who all is going to be in it and all this shit. I don't. I, I just, I, I, don't I, I quit. I gave up. So let's talk about that, because okay. I did too. Okay. 
The rumor is Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. If you go to the IMDb page for the show, for the movie, uh-huh. they are not listed on the cast. However, Jamie Foxx will reprise his role from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Right. Alfred Molina will reprise his role from Spider-Man 2. Um, there's been talk of Ned becoming the Hobgoblin. Interesting. So, I don't know. Um, I know there... I don't think I would like that. Ned is the Hobgoblin? Yeah. Not current Ned. And I'm, I'm not gonna, like, fat shame him, but... No. He should I'm... probably lose some weight. Yeah, to nothing me. to do with his weight. I just like his... Him and Peter's relationship. Yeah. It would be heartbreaking. Yeah. It'd be like you and I. Yeah. Uh, if the show broke up. Um... So, while there's been con- conflict of, is Toby and Andy going to be on the movie, yes or no, there have been set photos released. One Mr. Willem Dafoe was spotted on set. Okay. In Green Goblin gear. Interesting. I did read something about this. Now, I hope that they change his gear. As do I. Because I hated that suit. Me too. Well, the suit wasn't as bad. It was the mask, mostly. That's what killed it for me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was stupid. Um, the suit wouldn't have been bad if they'd put clothes on it to actually resemble the Green Goblin with, like, the boots and the chainmail and the satchel and the hat. Yeah. So, I don't know. Love that character. We shall see. And Willem Dafoe could be such a good Green Goblin. Oh, yeah. He'd be a great Joker. Yes. I've seen a lot of... Uh, photoshops where they put joker makeup on him yeah i'd say between him and johnny depp those would be my picks for joker uh well there's professionalism it's not me my bad like a bull in a china shop i can't take you anywhere okay it's off i don't care i don't either nobody's listening nope so the the storm did give me a chance when I had power to catch up on some shows. Catch up. I will say I watched the Alyssa Lamb documentary. It was very good. It was very good. Elisa. Whatever. <laughs> um, I found it interesting when that the the documentary it was called Crime Scene, and so yes, they talked about that, but the the primarily they were talking about the hotel itself. Yeah. And when they mentioned that one Mr. Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, mm-hmm. had stayed there, I was like, oh shit. So then I watched the Night Stalker documentary mm-hmm. on Netflix. That, hands down, one of the best true crime documentaries I have seen in a long time. If you have not seen it, fives and tens, if that's your thing, you like true crime, you like serial killers, go check it out. It's it's a really interesting take. It's not so much about the killer <laughs> themselves, but the investigation that brought them down and the crack team of investigators <laughs> yes we as well watched that i enjoyed it um i think she finished it i didn't finish I it i finished elisa lamb did you finish the night stalker I Have you seen? okay yeah check that one out it is good she likes all that shit mm-hmm. um who do you think what do you think happened to her i i don't know my problem is that they they said what they said is that she committed suicide. 
And I can see that based on the mental history and that she wasn't taking her meds. However, video evidence showed a foot by the elevator. She was talking to someone. And then how the elevator, how the tape, the elevator door closed. Well, my thing with the elevator door is they, they did go in and they, they looked at the button she had pushed. And she had actually pushed a button that would hold the door open for two minutes. I know the glitch in the video initially when I first saw it years ago was demons De <laughs> demons demons have done something um but i know there were some things that came up um was the video edited yes it was mm -hmm. but it was also part of the investigation because they released evidence to the general public they're going to edit some things because if she was killed they want to have information for themselves so a lot of people were really upset about the timestamp. It was hard to read. Well, they're going to block out some of that stuff because they, if, if someone sees that and they realize, okay, they now know the exact time frame of when she died and they can place me there, I need to work against that investigation to clear my name. Have an alibi. Yes. So, <clears throat> I wasn't so much on that. Now, what gets me is they work it from an angle of... When they got to the roof, the hatch was closed. And they work that through the entire narrative. And then finally, the maintenance guy is like, no, I found it open and, and I covered it. And then called. Mm. I feel like they would have mentioned that sooner. I think in his mind, he doesn't remember if he left it open or, or closed, how he found it. But the manner with which she was found, I think, whoever she encountered in the elevator near the top of that building coaxed her to get up on the roof and killed her. Uh, several witnesses they talked to that lived uh, on Skid Row around the building stated that the higher you went up in that building, the worse it was. Mm -hmm. That there were worse criminals the higher up you went. Like that one guy, he said, hey, if you got prostitutes on the like third or fourth floor, good times. But if you went higher up, they were like throwing people out windows and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I think she encountered someone towards the top of that building that got away with something. For now. For now. I'll catch them. You're going to have to because the police have closed the investigation. Well, they suck. Fucking quitters. Uh, let's see. Some other shows that I caught up on and checked out that I know you're going to shit all over, but I'm, we're going to talk about them anyway. Okay. I, ca I caught up on Riverdale. Oh, it's such a good show. Oh, God. Did, have, have you seen the most recent? Yes. Oh, I haven't watched them all yet. I just watched the first episode. Okay. Of this season? Season five. Where they're still in high school? Yeah. Okay. I won't spoil everything, yeah. but I'll tell you the main element that I've really enjoyed so far is essentially this season, the first three episodes <clears throat> were the last three episodes of last year because they had to stop production because of COVID. They wanted to tie up some storylines. I won't spoil that, but then after that, um, they do an episode where it is now eight years later. So you're kind of finding out what everyone's been up to for the last eight years. No one's really had any contact with each other. Now they've come back to the town of Riverdale going forward. The reason I really like it is now it gives these 20-something-year-old actors the opportunity to play 20-something-year-old people. Mm -hmm. 
And so it's kind of helped them creatively. They don't feel like they're doing the same kitty stuff all the time. But I have noticed since they made the time jump, storylines have gotten better. Acting's been better. I've really enjoyed it. I watched for like 20 minutes and just looked at her and I was like, is this the fucking Archie comics? Yeah. Yeah. The season where they do the Griffins and Gargoyles. Oh, man, that was such a good season. <laughs> awesome stuff. Woo! Such a good show. I'm not watching that shit. They do a flashback where the kids play their parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're in high school, and they're the ones that start playing Griffins and Gargoyles. Yeah. It was good stuff. Great. Yeah, I figured you'd be all about it. It's so D&D. There's a lot of serial killers on the show. It's so good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, what was it? The Black Hood? <coughs> yeah, Betty's dad. Yep, season one. Good stuff. Okay. I checked out the new Walker TV series. I've heard it's bad. It is good. <laughs> not watching it either. The reason people don't like it is because he's not Chuck Norris. This like loner kung fu cowboy. Yeah, and he like a smartass or something. Oh, yeah, he's a smartass. Uh, Jared Padalecki from, from Supernatural. But there's not a whole lot of, you know, fighting action type stuff. I will say that storylines are a little better. Uh, acting is way better. Um, but, you know, we kind of looked at, like, the first season of the original Walker. He's more, he's kind of like a take on the Lone Wolf McQuaid character he played. Mm-hmm. And kind of grows into, you know... Falling in love with Alex and having a good relationship with his partner, Trevette, and blah, 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 blah. Good show. I'm not knocking the original show. The new show, however, it starts. He's got a mom and a dad and a brother and a wife and two kids. And he's on the phone. Um, he's finished up his shift. His wife's about to go out on her shift. She does some work. Um, he's there having family night. She calls. He steps out because he's like, well, why is she calling me? So he calls and he hears gunshots and then can't get her on the phone and realizes she's been murdered. Then it does the SpongeBob SquarePants where you see a black screen. Words come up. Ten months later. <laughs> Ten months have gone by. He's left his family. He was doing an undercover op on the rodeo circuit for like ten months. And now he's trying to reestablish his relationship with his kids and his parents. And he's got a new partner. And she's uh, like the first or one of the first uh, women of color to be a Texas Ranger. So she's got to play it by the book. She's, she wants to do everything right. And of course he's like loose and fast with the rules and rules are not meant to be broken, but we can bend them a little bit. It's a good dichotomy. I enjoy it. Okay. Hard pass. Lastly, show I want to talk about. Okay. Just came out this last week. Okay. You mentioned it earlier. Let's cuss and discuss. Superman and Lois. Okay. Two hour premiere. What's it on? CW. Hmm. We have a CW. It's part of the like CW DC superhero shows in a way. When Supergirl started on regular TV, mm-hmm. like they did a crossover with The Flash, um, but she was outside, like she was in a different universe than the Arrow universe. Okay. And then by science and writing and such she's like brought into that world now they did the cross big crossover event crisis of infinite earths which we saw superman and lois on Mm -hmm. there's fallout from that 
So this show is Superman and Lois Lane. They, instead of getting together and getting married like they did on, on Supergirl, the crisis altered the timeline where they actually got married a lot sooner. They've got two boys who are in high school. They're starting high school, freshmen, twins. Um, they're trying to deal with the fact of, do we tell the kids I'm Superman or not? Um, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I will tell you, first 30 minutes of the show, I was in tears. I just cried the entire time. Hmm. I was just like, <laughs> Mrs. Coyote's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was like, I'll be okay. Just let me get through it. But it was really good. The reveal was really good. Um, yelling with the kids, you know, arguing with the kids. It's it's good, and the, the, the reason I like it. Okay, some history. Back in the day, when I was in law enforcement, on patrol, I had a partner. He was like Superman. I was like Batman. He's killed in the line of duty. I gave up all my Batman stuff. I started collecting Superman stuff. Then eventually I was just kind of like, Superman is just too perfect. Like, he has all these powers. Everything seems to go right for him. He's this regal leader, blah, blah, blah. He kind of, to me, got boring. Mm -hmm. So I quit following Superman. This show shows you the human side of Clark Kent. He's got problems. Parents have died. Lost his job. He's got teenage kids. We all know what a headache they are. So, it's very interesting. But the big reveal, I'm not going to spoil anything because they showed it in the trailer. It was one of the big things they wanted people to watch on the show is, he tells his kids, I'm Superman. <laughs> like, no, we've seen Superman. You're not Superman. <laughs> and so he takes his glasses off, hands them to Lois, goes, walks around behind the old farm pickup truck, and just effortlessly lifts it up with one hand, climbs underneath, gets in the middle of it, and just flies up in the air with it. That's good shit. That's great. Got goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. I almost fell asleep just listening about it. Well, true to Bobby E. fashion. <laughs> um, I started watching Hush last night. Batman Hush? Yeah. The animated one? Yeah. I don't like it. It's not good. I love the comic book. And you know how I am. I'm not a stickler. The movie, does not, for me, does not have to be like the comic. Oh, I've ever. read the comic. Ever, ever, ever. But the animated stuff, a lot of it is close. And I love the animated movies. They do a good job. Um, I enjoyed Hush, but the, the differences were so different, they changed the story. Ah. So that was the hang-up for me. But, it was, I mean, it was good. I haven't read the story, so I don't think I would catch on to any of that. The newest one that I saw that came out that I'm interested to check out is, I think it's called Batman Dynamite or something. I don't know. It's like Batman in the 70s. Hmm. Looks good. Yeah, I was looking through them last night. There's a bunch. Yeah. You looking on HBO Max? Yeah. Yeah. There is a bunch. Yep. There is. I want to see the one, I guess it's right after Doomsday Kills Superman. Yes. Uh, like the cover art is that flag. Yes. I want to check that one out. Well, it was a two-part movie, <coughs> basically. Um, you and I watched the 
the Doomsday Death of Superman movie years ago, mm-hmm. and it wasn't very good. No. When they redid it, it was very good. The fight scene between him and Doomsday was just phenomenal. Right. He dies, and then the next movie that followed up, The Reign of Superman, yeah, was really good. That was a lot to keep up with. But I would recommend both. All right, I'll check them out. I have to wait for her to go to sleep or something. Why? She doesn't care for Batman. All right, so now we're going to discuss <laughs> why Why don't you like Batman? I do like Batman. I just don't like all the, all the cartoons. Oh, okay. <laughs> she has a thing for uh, Nightwing, though. Oh, from the Titans TV series? Okay. Dick Grayson. <laughs> she loves Dick. <laughs> Bet you never thought you'd be saying that. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Peanut loves the dick. <laughs> so going back to Superman, Superman's actually made big news here recently. Aside from that TV show, uh, we've got the Snyder Cut coming out. Yep. Which a lot of people are excited for. I saw the trailer. It looks great. I'm excited too. I am. Um, Henry Cavill had... The news had said that he had signed on for three Superman movies. Like, he was back as Superman. I guess they were figuring the Snyder Cut is going to, like, springboard a lot of the DC movies back on track. Um, put them back where they were supposed to be. That'll be a first. However, now, they're saying Cavill's out. There's a, a Superman reboot oh, yeah, in the yeah. works with J.J. Abrams. Um, so we've got the Superman and Lois TV show. And in another universe... We've got the Snyder Cut, and in yet another universe, we've got Superman Reboot. Now, J.J. Abrams is actually, they asked him, well, who would you like to be Superman? And I don't know if he's doing it for publicity or if he really would, and I think he wouldn't make a bad Superman, but he said that he would like Michael B. Jordan to have an African-American Superman. No. (laughs) (laughs) We already got a black Green Lantern. Wow. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree here, folks. It's not right. Why? It's not right. Oh, now we did become a political show. Let's discuss. He's an alien. Why can't he be black? Because it's not the story. Is it kind of like with James Bond? They offered it to actors here in America, and they were like, no, Bond is British. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm indifferent. I don't care. Um... What I do care about is the fact that Michael B. Jordan has already played uh, Johnny Storm in a Fantastic Four movie. And he's played Killmonger in the MCU. Um, So he's already been tied to Marvel. He needs to stick with Marvel. He he should probably stick with Marvel. And the big news was that in Black Panther 2, with the death of uh, Black Panther, that they would have... Killmonger somehow resurrected and temporarily be the Black Panther so that he could train uh, Black Panther's sister Shuri to be the new Black Panther. I don't know. I'm just saying, if you've got this guy who's tied in, he's obviously uh, under contract with Marvel, which is the place to be right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about it, back, back in the day, actors used to be under contract to a studio. And they would have to fulfill that contract through the studio. So it's, you know, the 1940s, 
I am under contract with Warner Brothers for three pictures. It means I can't go make movies at Universal. Right. I can't go make movies at MGM. I'm tied to Warner Brothers until I make those three movies. If you are under contract under the umbrella of Marvel, technically you are under contract to Fox. You're under contract to Disney. Mm -hmm. You're under contract to Lucasfilms. I mean, it is the place to be right now. If you're an actor looking for work, that is where you want to be. Um, so I have, I have not found it uncommon for someone to do a Marvel movie and then they show up, even if it's a minor role, they show up in Star Wars or they show up in this Fox project. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, speaking of Marvel, WandaVision. Where are you on WandaVision? Same place I was the last time I recorded. I thought you said you were going to go and watch it. I didn't. I lied. <sighs> Buddy, it has blown up. Okay, I'll check it out. This last week's episode <laughs> actually had shit that happened. Like, they do flashbacks and you see shit that happens before some of the movies. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Um, and then after WandaVision wraps, I think there's like a week break, maybe not. And then we get Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. That looks really good too. I will say another thing that I liked about that is in the, in the trailer, they show Madripoor. Hmm. Where Wolverine used to, he, like he ran the whole island as mm -hmm. Patch, his undercover alias. Um, there's been discussion that Omega Red is going to be on the series. So he'll be one of the first mutants there. Um, there's also been talk about the Black Panther movie introducing uh, Storm and Fantastic Four. We discussed that before. Um, so there's a lot of upcoming opportunities to bring some mutants into the MCU. Hopefully they do it soon. Uh, because in the comic book world, the X-Men are just blowing up right now. Really? Yeah, they, they, they kind of... Tied in a really good storyline, launched a bunch of books that were kind of interconnected. So it was like you could get six or seven books a month that are kind of telling the same story or different points gotcha. of view from the same story. And then their big event uh, last year was the X of Swords crossover. Um, it was a 22-issue story wow. that took place over like four months. Uh, really good stuff. Um, I've actually made it past that in my reading. Um Really good stuff. Um, so, yeah, they're selling like hotcakes. Their covers, their incentive covers, they're they're selling great too. Um, and I get all this information. Big shout out to our sponsor, Tight Moon Comics in Cedar Park, Texas. Go check them out. Uh, you can throw it in your Google machine, uh, Tight Moon Comics. It'll come up. Uh, you can tightmooncomics.com. Get that way. If you are living in the greater Austin area, go check them out in person. And if not, you can always uh, check out their catalog online. Maybe they'll meet you there. Maybe. Maybe. If I happen to be there. I don't know. I'm not there that often. Um, and, speaking of the shop, new D&D &D books coming out soon. I'm excited. I am too. Did you, did you see the newest one coming out? It is a... Uh, kind of like a compendium of all things Ravenloft. Interesting. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. 
So it'll tie into Strahd? I don't think it's going to tie into him, but if you want to have campaigns in the area and not play Curse of Strahd, Mm -hmm. it gives you better dynamics to do that. Nice. So, yeah. Cool stuff. Haven't played in a while. I miss it. I do too. Um, If you... if like you had been here and then the ice storm happened and you were like stranded here, we would have played for like a week. That would have been great. That would have been awesome. Maybe I could have leveled up. Could. We did play. Yeah. See? You played. Yeah. It was like right before the power shut off. Like we were on the laptop with Seth. Right on. I I miss playing. I really want to play. I'm trying to find the time to write some stuff out. Um, it all comes down to to time. I know whenever um, the kids come over on their weekend, we had been playing then, and um, the second oldest Coyote Cub even told me, "Hey, I, I the the weekends I come to your house, I'm all, I take off work. Like I don't work so that we can play D and D, and then it's like, well, I'm not here, so." <laughs> We shall see. Always something. I know, I just... She tells me things like that, and it's like, oh, but I've got this other thing that I have to do, and all I can hear is cats in the cradle. And the silver spoon. Little boy blue and a man in the moon. I don't know anymore of that song. When you're coming home, son, I don't know when. We'll get together then. Hmm. I'm gonna cry myself to sleep tonight. Can I watch? You usually do. Okay. We've got that live feed. Just making sure. <laughs> Nothing makes me happier. <laughs> um, if you would like to be happy, make sure to check out Bobby E's OnlyFans page where he shows videos of his feet, putting lotion on his feet, trimming his toenails, painting them, painting his toes. My toes, stuff. not my toenails. Okay. We haven't talked about Sasquatch in a while. Okay. Just saying. We can. I don't know. I don't have any good new Sasquatch news. So. Chupacabra. Nope. Nothing. I just like saying the word chupacabra. Goat sucker. It's going to be my next character name. That's stupid. If it's something the chupacabra, that'd be something. Nope. Like Chewy the chupacabra. Nope. Chucky the chupacabra. Nope. Sandy. Get the fuck out of here, Sandy! His first name will be Ima. I'm a chupacabra. Does that make you happy? Nope. Nothing makes you happy. You being here with me today... Has made me so happy. <laughs> I felt bad not getting to show up for the fans last week. And I was looking forward to this so much. And I kept meaning, like, oh, I got a text. Bobby E, I got to see, is he coming over? I got a call. And then it just kept laughs in my mind with everything else. Trying to get the house back on track. Work bullshit. Everything else. And I happened to be on my way home the other day. And you called. I was like, oh, it's the perfect opportunity. 
And then I got you on the phone and said, hey, are we recording this week? And you're like, hey, are we recording this week? And then I realized you're not going to remember this into this conversation at all. Nah. Was it, I must have been. You were. Because you, you normally text because of your social anxiety. You're a texter. Yeah. But when you drink, you call. So anytime the phone rings and I see that it's you, I have to be in the mood. Like, am I going to take a, a drunk Bobby call or am I not? Gotcha. So you took this one? I took this one. You idiot. I took this one. You're like, hey, I miss you. I was like, I miss you too, buddy. Are we recording this weekend? I'm drunk. I know. But are we going to record this weekend? And then the next day you text and you're like, hey, I'm down to record this weekend. Yes. Got him. I'm a fun drunk. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good shit. Yes, yes, yes. So I have enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this visit this week. I've enjoyed this show and all of the topics and the news that we dropped on some people and our takes on it. Um, there's more news to come. More fan interactions. Make sure to check out our Facebook page if we get uh, 10 more top tier patrons. Uh, Bobby E's getting a tattoo, so make sure to go check out our Facebook page. There's a picture of what he'll get. Um, that's for 10, but we still have it on the books that if we can get 15 to 20, I get to hit Bobby E with trash can, wrestling style. Yep. We had no takers on that, so... Folks, if you only knew him, you would want him to get hit with this trash can so bad. I'm just saying. I'm a terrible person. So... You heard it here first. <laughs> I think we heard it here first uh, last year whenever we talked about you chair shotting grandmas in the HEB because they've got more than 10 items in their basket. I play by the rules. Clang! So you're a face. Mm -hmm. Playing by the rules. All right. I'm a face with heel tendencies. Ooh. Like Stone Cold. There you go. All right, well, until next time, folks, on the Hijinks and Sue's Wrestling Podcast, H-E-W-P, the hoop, the ring, the squared circle. I'm Blue Coyote, he's Stone Cold Bobby E. Until next time, tits and giggles. <laughs>